0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to Grind Season. My name is Anthony Sain. I'm one of co-hosts of the show, alongside my good friend Jason Smith, the, co- uh, the co-host of the Jason and John Show on 92.9 FM, which you can hear Monday through Friday. Uh, it's the Odyssey, Odyssey Station. Uh, this is, of course, the Odyssey podcast. You can hear us on the free Odyssey app. You can download, listen, and subscribe there, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Thank you guys for joining us again. This is the second show of the week. We do this show twice a week for you guys. This is the last show that we will do for this week before the Grizzlies hit the road for a big five-game road trip. Uh, But before we jump into that, we will acknowledge that the Grizzlies won against the Cleveland Cavaliers, one of the better teams in the East, uh, taking that current win streak we have to 11 games. Uh, Big win for the Grizzlies last, last night. We will definitely talk about that, talk about that Cleveland team, what makes them tick. How good is that Cleveland team? We're going to talk about that today. Uh, we're going to talk about um, the West Coast road trip, of course, is coming up that we did talk about that includes the Lakers, Suns, Kings, Warriors, and Wolves coming up for the Grizzlies. Um, we're going to talk about the Grizzlies and the Nuggets, how those teams have kind of separated themselves from other teams in the West. Uh, and, and just take a look at the Nuggets, what makes them good, uh, just how good are they. We're going to ask the question, when will the Nuggets lose? We yeah. Won. But the different Nuggets would not, let us tie, would not let us pass them for first place. We're going to talk about that. And the latest All-Star returns came out today. We will talk about that as well. Uh, again, like we said, subscribe to us. Keep Continue to listen, subscribe. Um, share the podcast, whatever you do. But before we jump into the show, Jason Smith, how are you doing today, sir?
1: Everything is good, Same. Just saw the United Karate practice, man. The boys look good. Yeah, man. Um, I,
0: was, I was excited about that as well. They were locked in. Uh, both of us, energy is high because of that. Our boys broke boards today once again. So this is always a good thing. You much know, like boys, the boys, Huh? Say it again? Much,
1: I was going to say, much like the Grizzlies, our boys are locked in.
0: Yeah, they're locked in for sure, man. You know, those boys brought many tears out of our, our son's eyes. You know what I mean? So <laughs> They left happy and jubilant today. So hopefully our Grizzlies will continue to do that, get ready for this West Coast road trip. Uh before we talk about that, definitely we'll talk about last night's game. I will say one of the most entertaining games from tip-off to uh uh quadruple zeros on the board yeah. uh between the Grizzlies and the Cleveland Cavaliers. Cleveland man, I hate to I hate to say this, but I really admire what they're doing down there. I like their team, I like their roster makeup. Uh Coach JB Biggerstaff is doing great things with their team, give him total credit. I did not see this coming with him. I thought that he would go there and kind of flounder. But he's done uh, very well there. Um, I remember when he had a very big lineup and he had Laurie Markman and started at small four. I was like, what is J.B. doing? And Laurie Markman has been great uh, as a wing for the Utah Jazz. So um, maybe J.B. Bickerstaff saw something before everyone else did. Clearly he did because he he definitely was one of the people who had him playing at that small four spot. Um, the The Cavaliers, they are a very good team. They were without Donovan Mitchell last night. Uh, Darius Garland looked incredible. I've heard a lot of people up and down the radio kind of downplaying him. I, I say he's a Walmart brand, uh, John Morant. I say that jokingly, but Darius Garland is one of my favorite point guards in the NBA. He shoots the ball incredibly well. If you want to give him a poor man comp, he's really like a poor man, Kyrie Irving. If you really think about it, he can knock down shots like crazy. He can handle, um, he's a nice playmaker. I love Darius Garland's game and I think he's incredible for that team. Um, Him and Mitchell, like I said, I do have question marks about them. In the playoffs, when they go against teams like Boston, who have those two big wings, Um, like I said, that team is incredible. Mobley, Allen, those guys are great. Like I said, it was a phenomenal game. The Grizzlies got up, I think, as many as 19 in that game. Uh, uh, Cleveland battled back, took the lead in the fourth quarter. The Grizzlies uh, just knuckled down, stretched the lead back out, tightened things up, were able to pull it out uh, last night. What were your thoughts about that? Just super exciting game between Memphis and Cleveland, taking that Grizzlies win streak to 11 games. Well, I think if you're
1: if you're looking at it from the Grizzlies standpoint, saying it's it's everything you wanted, you know, Bane and Ja combining for 49, your yep. defensive tandem of Dylan Brooks, Jaron Jackson, making huge plays, defensive plays there late oh, uh, against Darius Garland, both of them, including the the game-winning block by Dylan Brooks. And then Steven Adams, your fifth starter, gets you the tip.
0: The game on winner. the offensive
1: rebound that ends up being the game winner, so you got something for everybody for the most part. The bench was solid saying Santi just continues Woo. to be a revelation 16 off the bench for him. Um, what they're getting right now is what you'd envision if you're this front office, is you know, and, and I, I start with Dylan Brooks saying because I think that one might be the most important in the sense that listen, it was Jaron Jackson's, you know. Uh, uh, insertion back to the lineup that made him number one defensively, put him where they are. But saying when we came into this season, we said this is the deal with Dylan Brooks. He's got to accept a role offensively. He's got to fall back and he's got to fall in line in that pecking order. And if you look at the shot chart last night, he takes the fourth most shots in a game where he's only scores eight points. Mm-hmm. And yet, and I made this point on our show. He's so engaged still defensively at the end of that game, right. like a Dylan Brooks that had taken all the shots and everything else, but saying that's what, that's exactly what they've needed from him in terms right. of well, you got to fit in offensively, and yet you're still getting the the you know that edgy defensive play that ends up winning the game for you. So I think saying all in all, and I tell you what, it, it, you make a hell of a point about the Cavs because you're you're full, you're at full strength taking on a Cavs team that right. don't have none of it and they're right there with mm-hmm. you in that game but that said you got something from just about everybody i mean it was as uh you know it was as complete a victory as there was in terms of guys contributing that's what you want to see man it's gonna you know it'll be measured more same when it's in the playoffs obviously but when you're getting contributions the kind you envision from everyone uh in, you know in 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 winning an 11 straight a franchise tying record man it, it's it's hard to find anything to pick at
0: yeah man for sure um just a couple stretches in the game um, towards the end of the game. that just stood out. There was a uh, – Evan Mobley scored to put the Cavaliers – he scored twice, two, two baskets in a row. Uh, the, the second one put the, the Cavaliers up by three points with uh minute and 13 seconds left. Looking bad for the home team. Yeah. John Morant comes down. He gets fouled. He makes two free throws. And then uh, Darius Garland uh, gets switched off of. Uh, uh, D- uh, Dylan Brooks is guarding him, and Jaron switches over to him. Uh, Jaron gets a block at the rim on Garland, his fourth block of the night. Mind you, he gets a big block on Darius Garland, knocks the ball out of bounds. Uh, five second violation called on Isaac Okoro on inbounds pass. The Grizzlies get the ball back. John Morant goes to the basket, misses the layup. Stephen Adams tips it in. Grizzlies up one. Dylan Brooks, like you said earlier, gets the defensive stop, big time block on Darius Garland. Just a wild final minute of the game for the Grizzlies to pull that out, just showing resiliency. I hate to, I hate to mention the grit and grind Grizzlies, but uh, just a hell of a way to close that game out to just uh, tough it out and beat that Cleveland team, which is I know Boston has the best record and and, and B- the Bucks have been a recent champion, things like that. I love this Cleveland team, man. I'm not gonna uh, count those guys out as far as going to the finals. I think once they hit their stride, because man, Mobley and Allen are tough, man. Those yes. two athletic, young, hungry bigs that are tall. They're they're a problem, man. Those guys are are big and they and they throw their weight around. Uh, they throw the athleticism around. Those guys are very good. They're, they're skilled. They can score. They rebound. They defend. Allen and Mobley, just a throwback to uh, a, a, a yesteryear, but they definitely work in today's NBA. Uh, Mobley's a beast, man, for sure. Uh, he's a guy who gets compared to Jaron Jackson Jr. a lot, and uh, Jaron got the best of him yesterday, but uh, Mobley's a real deal. I, I hate to – if the Grizzlies were to fall off the map for some reason. <laughs>
1: I'm
0: a- Cleveland, yeah, I will be rocking with Cleveland, man. I I love what they're doing there. I love their team. And um I joked a couple of years ago on Twitter about, you know, uh uh the Grizzlies and and Cleveland that being a uh an NBA Finals preview. And it looks it looks a whole lot more realistic than it did a few years ago when I joked about it. But I love that team. Love what they're doing. Happy for JB Bickerstaff and I'm glad the Grizzlies could pull off that 11th win yesterday getting ready for this five game road trip starting Friday night
1: if you needed any more evidence that Jaron Jackson is your defensive player of the year, you know, a topic we were discussing uh, earlier this week, how, how, just, how about just slicing up that video where he's out there holding Darius Garland yeah, at the top
0: crazy at the
1: three point line, getting back and be able to recover on him and get that right. block. Like the fact that he is out there on an all-star point guard mm-hmm. and guarding him and getting the block, it, it just shows, not to mention saying he also, Equals uh, the number of blocks that Mobley and Allen give you. They both had two apiece. He yep. gives you four. We know he's leading the league, but my point that he does that playing through foul trouble
0: with foul trouble and, yeah. in that game. And I want to say he the, had five. He had five yeah. when he left that block. on At, at yeah. the
1: end of that game, is still playing and and, mm-hmm. and 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 trying to swat shots inside. In addition to holding Darius Garland, but mm-hmm. to the point that the, you know we already had the case made: the Grizzlies were not good defensively, literally the worst in the league without him. He comes back, their number one. But right there in that game, you just see how important it is. There, I I just look at there ain't a. He can guard anything in the league. Now, I mean, can, you know, is, is Kyrie going to take him to the basket? Absolutely. But my point is that no seven-footer should be able to do that. He is right. a freak. He is a unicorn. And he's showing it more and more with each game. And I'm so impressed with his his ability uh, last night to, to stay in that game. And it was so critical that he's in it there at the end because he's able to give you one of those big blocks down the stretch. Yeah, man. That's, that's um, your DPOY, man. The yeah, incredible play.
0: Is, and if you look at that play, the Grizzlies at that point were down by one. Darius Garland's got the ball in his hand. Jaren's, what Jaren did was probably the least likely, but the only good scenario that could have came out of it. You know what I mean? Because yeah. the most likely scenario is that Darius Garland comes in, lays the ball up. He also could have got fouled by Jaren. Wow. Those exactly. things more likely should have happened. Jaren gets a block, knocks the ball out of bounds. Then you get a five second, uh, five second violation on a coral. Yep. And you come down and score, you win the game. Uh, just an incredible sequence uh, by jo- by Jaron Jackson Jr. and Dylan Brooks on defense to seal that game. Uh, wow. Also of note, uh, something I definitely want to talk about. There was a sequence I think uh, a played early in the, the second quarter, I believe, where uh, where John Morant got an uh, injury. They haven't really told uh, anything about what it was. looked like it was kind of maybe a neck stinger, something with his mm-hmm. neck, shoulder area, where it kind of locked him up a little bit. And Jaron was, I mean, John was saying, you know, I, it just locked up on me. Uh, he went to, to the locker room for a while. He was back there for a minute, came back into the game, finished the game. The uh, injury report came out today clean. No John Moran on it, no no, no questionable, no Good probable, goodness. nothing. John Moran will be playing uh, Friday night against the Lakers. Um, LeBron James is listed as questionable for the game, but he's been listed as questionable since like every night for probably the past month, seems like. I think LeBron's probably going to play. Um, I would love to get – An even easier game. I think the Grizzlies win this game easily uh, on Friday, but um, we will see if LeBron James actually does play. Uh, Like we said, we talked about that West Coast road trip that's coming up. We got the Lakers on Friday, followed by the Suns, Kings, uh, the Warriors, and the Wolves. Uh, Do you have any standing-out thoughts about that, uh, that road swing for the Grizzlies?
1: Well, you look at it and the fact that you've won eleven straight. You look at all those games. Mm-hmm. You say none of them intimidate, you, especially with Phoenix and their injury issues. Yeah. You know, you you uh, Sacramento is feisty. There's no question about it. You're gonna, you know, we, we've seen it already this season from them. And then you owe you owe Golden State in a way. And, you know, Minnesota. I just watched them blow a game against the Denver Nuggets. They're still trying they
0: to. Them too. You owe you owe Minnesota too. You you owe them as well, yeah. but
1: but but to think that they're going to go five and zero on this road trip with a you know I I think would be probably setting yourself up for disappointment at some point this streak's going to come to an end. I, I I do think saying you know as impressed as we've been as impressed as I've been with what this team's doing defensively they are number one after all in defense of the league right ahead of Cleveland. Yeah. The fact that they've scored hundred and fifteen or more points. In 11 straight wins. We have not seen that since the 80s. Like, I don't know, like offensively, a lot of it's, you know, Bane is getting comfortable clearly and getting back to what it looks like pre injury, Bane, Jaws playing a high level, but they have made such strides here, saying on this win streak, and particularly these last few games, Mm -hmm. such strides offensively. They're up to number six. They had been outside, just outside the top 10. They've shot up to number six. It's helped them move them up to number two in net rating, but. I guess saying I say all that to say, can they keep that streak going? Literally, we have not seen a team score 115 or more in 11 straight wins since the 80s. Is there any way they can keep up that pace? And you, listen, listen. I mean, you telling me the Lakers gonna gonna stop them? Uh, so 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 with the win, saying just you know, seeing if this offense can stay as uh, as potent as it has been here these these uh these these 10-11 games that's gonna be something we obviously keep an eye on I can't believe that the Grizzlies are doing something offensively we haven't seen in the NBA since the 1980s yeah, since it, the Lakers and Denver Nuggets. How crazy is that, that. <laughs> about how they are talking about how good they are defensively mm-hmm. you know in most of these podcasts. Man right now they're humming also offensively and it's right it just tells you saying it's just more evidence that they are one of the most complete
0: teams in the league. Yeah for sure man uh you look at these uh road trip coming up you spoke very well on it I think that, like you said, I think you get you get this game tomorrow night against the Lakers. National televised game. Yeah. Josh saying, you know, he wants to dunk on LeBron. Desmond Bain talks plenty of shit against LeBron every time he, he plays. He loves playing LeBron. Dylan Brooks does too. Dylan, Dylan talks a lot of shit when he plays against LeBron too. One time I remember Dylan kind of woke LeBron up and LeBron lost his mind on Dylan. I, I remember that a few years ago too. <laughs> this Phoenix game should be a win. Um, the Kings, very winnable game. The last two kind of bothered me. Uh, I sat here and I watched uh, the Golden State Warriors um, take on Boston. Their game is still going on right now as we record, as we speak. And they've, you know, I I was looking up a second ago and Boston was up by 10. I look at the game now, there's three seconds left and and the Golden State Warriors trail by three. Golden State Warriors are in rest mode. If you have a computer, you know what that is. When when it's conserving energy, it seems like they're hibernating. (laughs) until a certain point in the season where they're going to unleash this energy on everyone. Their team, their record, I don't think their record shows who they are at all. They're a very old veteran team, um, and I think they know how to battle against certain teams. And against certain games, they wake up and they show you a version of them that seemed to be hibernating, like I said. But um, I think that that's going to be a very big game. Their crowd is going to get up for us like it's a playoff game. Uh, We saw that on Christmas Day. I think we're going to see that same thing again uh really really anticipating that game, man I think if you come in if you've won at that point it will be fourteen straight games if you can win these other three games if you get golden State, you're really getting uh it's really gonna be a big hectic a big game and and and, and a and a uh a demon so to speak that you really need to slay that has kind of hung around being your achilles heel uh ever since the playoffs last year. And then that that Bulls game is always gonna be tough. You know, you're gonna get your best shot out of them too, because they they still think that they're better than us. You know what I mean? They beat us last game, uh, tough playoff series. I think three and two is the worst case scenario. Um, but I'm thinking that four and one is the most real realistic si- uh scenario for sure. But it's gonna be exciting, man. If they won all five of those games, man. Don't consider me shocked, you know. Well they'd
1: be, I mean. I think the longest win streak in the league this year is the Nets 12. So they're about yeah. to be up on that with a win against the Lakers. And yeah, you'd be you'd be setting the uh the mark for this season in terms of right. longest win streak in the in the league. Um, the on Golden State, it's so the split, you know, 17 and five at home. It looked like they lost that game in overtime by three, saying I think yeah, I think husband husband just did. it was uh either way though, they'd already beaten the Boston Celtics early this year. What's great and five and seventeen on the road, I'm with you. I don't buy into that road record at all. Thinking that come playoff time, uh Golden State's not gonna be able to take you out, you know, on the road, wherever it is. And now the fact is, steps back, they're a threat again. So, so I'm I'm not, you know, yeah,
0: you are not that far behind everyone else. I right. I wouldn't be surprised if you look at and Golden State is at three by the time I get to the playoffs. All it takes is one good hot month, man. All
1: well, to takes- your point, because I looked, I think it's it's in and it's in this range. I know it could change tonight, but you you talked about and we'll get to Denver. There's some separation between Memphis and Denver. There, there's less separation between the three and the twelve spots. I think yeah. it's five and a half games between Sacramento and Memphis. There's five games between the three spot Sacramento and the twelve spot, which I think is Phoenix right now. Yeah. To your point about Golden State being able to come up, yeah, four easily. games. There are four so games
0: in the third place.
1: Yeah, it's all jumbled up, saying they can yeah. come right on up. So I'm with you. Talk. Let's talk again on Golden State. Talk to us again here in a couple of weeks. And yeah. see where they're at. Then they got. They absolutely have the ability to turn it on. They they are yeah. still a threat, most definitely. I'm not counting
0: those dudes out at all. No like, question. Seriously, I'm not. I just sat here and watched them battle Boston, and Boston had to give everything they had to beat those yeah. dudes. So I'm not gonna act like they're done. Um, but a team I'm definitely not afraid. Excuse me. A team I'm definitely concerned about. John Morant says. John Morant said at one point that he's not worried about the West. There's one team in the West that I think they should be worried about. Uh, That is the Denver Nuggets. They are 32-13 and as we speak at the time of this recording. They are winners of eight games in a row, a half game ahead of the Grizzlies. Like I said, as we record this, uh, the Grizzlies, of course, play on Friday against the Lakers with a chance to continue to keep pace with them, to tie with them. Uh, I'm going to throw a statement out to you, Jason Smith. You tell me whether you believe this statement or not. Um, The Memphis Grizzlies and the Denver Broncos have proven to be The two best teams in the West right now. And they've created separation between the rest of the Western conference.
1: Well, the Broncos are sorry as hell, but the Nuggets, the Nuggets are one of the two best. And man said the Denver Broncos? Broncos. Yeah, you said the Denver Broncos and Memphis Grizzlies. The broncos sorry as hell bro Put i don't i don't mean
0: on. the russell russell uh no. i won't say russell westbrook the russell wilson <laughs> 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 it's late man we're recording very late tonight man so no
1: yeah. man no man we but we know who you're talking about the Denver nuggets are they're a, they're a problem yeah. they are we you should be concerned if you're not if you're a memphis grizzlies fan because it's real and we can't shake them uh they're they are no, nah, well, the
0: they, they we can't shake it. We can't pass
1: him. Like, can't, can't yeah, you're right. Can't get yeah. past them. Can't, can't get ahead of them. Whatever you want to call it, Um, Jamal Murray. Yeah, we we could talk about Jokic and how, and, and we could spend a whole podcast. His numbers are unbelievable. Put up another triple double uh, in that win over Minnesota, mm-hmm. and and they win. I think they're 14-0 or 13-0. It's one or the other when he puts up a triple double. Like they win when Jokic is elite. That said. The story to me right now, saying the reason I'm most concerned about them is because it looks like Jamal Murray is getting back to form. You know, we're talking about Devin Bay, Desmond Bain, Devin Bain, Mm -hmm. Desmond Bain getting back to pre injury form these last few games. Jamal Murray looks like he's getting back to pre injury form. If you look at his numbers right now, I think it's 18, 8, around 19 points a game. But but last night, uh, uh, again, in clutch time, he was the guy that sort of put him on his back. I think he ended up with 28, 20-something, somewhere in there. And if Jamal Murray's back, that that team's real. And you you yeah. look at what they're doing offensively. I think they're second in the league. Defensively, they leave some things to be desired, but there's enough there saying with that starting lineup, with that bench that they've got, uh, to think that this is, as as, as I've said, sustainable, that they're going to be there at the end of the year. And I would not be surprised if we look up, and it's a Western conference finals between the Denver Nuggets and the Memphis Grizzlies.
0: Yeah, man, they have a lot of uh talented guys on the team, a lot of talented, uh switchable wings. Bones nice Holland. Uh, yep. yeah, Bones Holland is good off their bench. Um Bruce Brown, Caldwell Pope is having a great year. they Michael Porter Jr., of course, is just a cheat code at times. They're a very good team, man. They start out the season a little, a little rocky, but uh no pun intended. Shout out to the Colorado Rockies, another Denver team. Look at I just did the whole, you know, the hat trick of the uh, Denver teams out there. But uh, yeah, but they're they're a good team, man, and they're playing great ball. Like we said, Jokic uh, is two time MVP. Uh, a lot of people say he's gonna be MVP again. He's, he's he might crowd, be. Man. Man. I yeah. came to see,
1: him no way to give it to him three times in a row. But the way he's playing, he might be. Yeah. Back in my day, we had
0: something called voter's fatigue, but that just don't seem to apply for Jokic at all. That's well, like, when you know, they're
1: number one, right, in the West, yeah. it's hard
0: to fight. <laughs> yeah. right, to put
1: somebody else above them that's below yeah. them in the state.
0: Yeah, he's good, man. Like, he's good for sure. And that Denver team is, is for real. They, they are hard to beat at home. The elevation doesn't, doesn't help opposing teams who come in. They're hard to beat at home, and they play a lot of home games. I'm um, not having looked at the rest of the schedule how that turns out, but it seems like every time I look at them, they're playing and playing at home. But um, um, they're a very good team. But I do think that the Grizzlies and the Nuggets have, you know, kind of separated themselves from the other teams. Because I'll say this, man, shout out to the Pelicans. They're one of the better teams in the West. They're having a great year. But I don't think that team gets better when Zion and Ingram are there together. I, I don't know. I, 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 I've been saying that for years that I don't think that that team. I think they get worse when those two dudes get together, man. I think it's kind of the same stuff we had with Zebo and Rudy Gate when both those guys are there. They operate in the same space. Yep. I mean, they don't do the same stuff, but they operate in the same space. Um, that roster has some good talent, but it's kind of disjointed. It's it's never really felt like it's one smooth moving piece. But I, one thing I will say that Pelicans team, they're gonna make a deal about at the deadline. You you know they're gonna do something. Um, if I were a Bedman, I would think that they're gonna trade JV or they would like to trade JV. He definitely doesn't fit what they want to do.
1: He's clogging yeah. it up for him. Yeah, so. and
0: he and he clogs it up even more. Um, and I'm sure he's not particularly happy there, um, you know, because he's a guy who likes to get his touches. Um, like um, we did say, Denver and the Grizzlies are looking like the class of the West. I, I think that they are the two best teams. I'm going to throw this out there too, man. I heard someone else saying this too. I think it was Kendrick Perkins. If you want to tell me that the, the the Nuggets and the Grizzlies are the two best teams in the entire NBA, I wouldn't argue with you. You know what I mean? <laughs> like we yeah. know Boston, we know Boston's a real deal, man. But right. I don't, I don't think at one time I thought Boston was way out in front of everybody, and, and everybody else is in second, third place. But I, I, I think that Memphis and Denver are playing as good as anyone else in the NBA. I, uh, I poor Taylor I, Jenkins. I, Go ahead. Well, I was just gonna say because
1: they're nineteenth defensively. Like, like you look at Memphis, they're sixth and first. You know, yeah. you look at Boston it has the league's best net rating. Mm-hmm. I, just, I just, if there is one area you can pick at yeah. with Denver, yeah. I think so it, it's on. Teams are picking
0: that. on Yokis, though. Teams are straight up picking on D- on Yeah, on D-
1: and I think I want to tell you, Minnesota shot over fifty percent in that game, yeah. had every opportunity to well, win it. Without
0: not and without Gobert, they, they are
1: definitely not the defensive team that mm-hmm. that the Grizzlies are, that Boston can be, and certainly that we All saw right. you know last night with Cleveland. That said. Mm-hmm. you know they it hadn't mattered I mean, what is it eight in a row now got the best yeah. home record at 21 and three
0: shooting the ball very well yeah denver's good, man. And but like if,
1: if there's a weakness saying it it's for them it's defensively they're they're 19th so um i i i can't put them above Boston. but I, to your point if if they end up being you know if it's two of the top three if it ends up being top two um you know yeah. i would not be shocked denver's playing that well
0: yeah for sure uh poor taylor jenkins <laughs> we really want to see that man uh, be the, the coach of the Western Conference All-Star. Mike Malone doesn't
1: want to be there, apparently. Apparently, there's some story out there. Giannotto was telling me about it. Uh, Mark Giannotto columnist here in Memphis for the Commercial Appeal mm-hmm. was saying that there's a story out there that Mike Malone's wife wants him home during an All-Star break because they got something to get to for their daughter or something else. And, and he's already been there and done this. I, I know I know. in 2019 he won a tiebreaker. Uh, I, I'm not – has he done it since then, too? Um but that'd my be point is,
0: decline that'd be really double if he declined it though for sure.
1: exactly my point would be that for mm-hmm. for Taylor it's first time we understand first time is going to have more meaning uh I know Taylor has downplayed it publicly but those players clearly want it for him and maybe if it ends up tied rather than going to that tiebreaker the head to head and yeah. then your 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 uh, whatever the head to head is because they don't play Denver again before the before the break do they? Before I don't I don't think so so it would end up Denver's got the tiebreaker Maybe Mike Malone would say, you know what? Give it to Taylor Jenkins. I Thank don't you know if mean. they would allow him to do that, but it'd be nice because clearly the one man it doesn't mean a thing. He's already done it. And to Taylor Jenkins, it would be, you know, another first for a young Grizzlies right. team that, you know, has 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 embraced these first. John Moran starting his first All-Star game last year. You know, then LeBron,
0: could, uh, LeBron could get coached by Taylor Jenkins and be like, "Man, I like this Taylor Jenkins dude, man. Maybe I need to Maybe I need to, you know, find a way to get to Memphis next year or whatever. There you go. Because I, no, I I, don't buy for a second that this wouldn't
1: mean a lot to to Taylor to be oh, a yeah, and, for sure. and coach. And I know his thing is to deflect, 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 put credit elsewhere and, and say we're focused on other things. And and they are. And that's one of the things that, uh, you know, Taylor's ability to keep this team focused uh, is one of his strengths. But I, I have to imagine he would love to be that thing. And I know his family would love to see him there.
0: Yeah, man. Uh, I, I, w- I would definitely love to see okay. him there. Uh, coaching in the all star game for sure speaking of the all star game Jason Smith uh, before we go there, just want to thank you guys again for listening to uh, grind season here twice a week uh, we are Odyssey podcast you can listen to us, to us on the free Odyssey app or anywhere you listen to podcasts. Thank you guys for subscribing once again as we do uh, do this for you guys like we said twice a week jump into our final segment um all star returns. They came out today. I think it's the third batch of returns before the final team uh, uh, announcement will be on Thursday. There are two more days, people, to get your votes in. So if you want to get uh, John Moran in, find a way to hack into the NBA website. <laughs> you can vote about two million times in a day. If you can get past all the login jump. Yeah, man, if you can get past the login, if, if your Wi-Fi works. Or if I'm going to tell you, because I already had an NBA website. I already had an NBA login. To look at that NBA content page, where you can go get interviews and, and replays and stuff like that. Uh-huh. So, I had to set up another one to vote. And I'm gonna tell you this one time too that that app glitched on me one time because one time it let me vote twice in one day, like I know it did. Like, and so I was like, y'all, y'all just this whole thing is just malarkey, <laughs> you know what I mean? So, um, which goes to a point that I like to make. I think if you look at the distance between Luka Doncic, in John Morant. We talked about this earlier, and I said, well, man, maybe people have kind of, Jaws kind of luster is kind of falling off. That was my thing. And something we really overlooked is the ease that you could vote for guys like a highlight reel guy like John Morant in the past. Yep. Because I looked, I looked up something, Jason Smith, just to see, and I typed in John Morant dunk, and it pulled up the, uh there was one tweet from the NBA's official account where it showed the dunk against the Pacers. And that particular tweet had forty something thousand retweets. Right? In years past, if if Ja made a dunk and someone you know put the the clip out first, and then people are like, oh man, Ja just got a dunk. Oh, where is it? If somebody put that tweet out and they put the hashtag John Morant NBA All Star with it, those forty thousand retweets would have been an immediate forty thousand votes for John Morant. Mm. In the old system. If somebody... If if John ja made a pass or had a funny-ass interview or whatever and somebody put in there John ja Morant All-Star and, tw- and 20,000 people retweeted that, there would have been an immediate 20,000 votes for John ja Morant in the old system. You know what I mean? Yep. Um, the old system had its flaws, but it's killing guys like John ja Morant because it's really... You you can tell that you can tell that just by looking at some of these names. These are the responsible people who are getting up and logging on to the NBA app daily to make sure their favorite players get in. In Memphis, when we saw John was down by like fifty, like uh, one point five million or two million, right, he got it. <laughs> you got it, Luke. You got it, big dog. You know what I mean? We ain't. I ain't. I haven't. I haven't voted since the first return, bro. I'm like, all right, it's okay. We'll get him next time, John. You'll be in the game.
1: I think you just because we we had overlooked that completely in terms of trying to consider yeah, those
0: retweet Luka. votes. Those I retweet votes was with the highlight. Man, that's, it, that,
1: that's the biggest reason.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That's why he was kind of killing Luca last year at one point. That's why he all came those from high
1: votes, all those hashtags, the retweets of those right. if of
0: anybody quotes. put hashtag John Moran NBA All-Star in a highlight clip. Because that's what yep. a lot of people were doing strategically. They who were trying to get job votes, they would they would say, oh, man, job went crazy, NBA All-Star. And then that dunk gets a million retweets, and that's freaking a million votes. You know what I mean? So, yeah, I think that definitely hurt Jha. Uh, Right now, like I said, uh, he is the only Grizzly that's showing up in the top tens. I think Jaron Jackson is probably somewhere outside of the top ten, maybe 11, 12, 13 in the Western Returns. Um, I would love to see Jaron get in. Um, Anthony Davis is injured right now. Zion Williamson is injured right now. Those two guys uh, both are ahead of him in years past they've kind of gone down the um uh popularity votes or the fan votes to determine um you know i mean injured reserve guys who gets that injury replacement thing i hope that they don't do that this year because i think i think jaron jackson jr is playing on the all-star level like i said we've seen guys like rudy gobert get in who were just strictly defensive guys i think that jaron's been way more than just a defensive guy this year and i think that he's played well enough in one of the top two teams in the west you know better records in the league i would love to see jaron jackson get in um do you think laurie marketing gets a nod before him of course he will (laughs) and and, and for reasons i would rather not talk about i mean of course he will man right so that that would be that would be
1: a spot that if we're it's, he it deserves. I'm
0: not going to like like deserve it, but there is a, a clear push for Laura Markman, who's well, having and lot of Utah's, and Utah's player. player yeah, 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 yeah.
1: yeah. yeah I, I think he. I think he deserves I'm not gonna hate on him. He's played at the, He's played at an All Star level.
0: Yeah, for sure. I'm not. I'm not knocking it. But like when I saw when I saw Bill Simmons' list of All Star starters, I was like, oh, okay, here we go.
1: Like, calm okay. down with that. But yeah, but that's my But well, if you had AD out and you had Zion out and you got two spots and. You know, you figured, you know, you, my point would be you, you're going to need two open spots mm-hmm. because he's going to get one, a uh, Lowry marketing is going to get mm-hmm. one of the things you would figure. Um, yeah, I, f- I figure there's no way he doesn't get in. So hopefully there's another available spot
0: as well. Right. Uh, with two days to go, there's a very exciting race going on in the Eastern conference, Jason Smith. I will bring that to your attention. Uh, the Eastern conference front court uh, race and also the overall vote getter ra- race in the East. Um, uh, Giannis to Kumpo, five five million nine hundred and seventy thousand votes. Um, Kevin Durant has five million eight hundred and thirty eight thousand. You're looking oh, wow. at less than a hundred thousand votes between who will be the captain out east. Um, it's gonna be either team Giannis or team KD. Two days to go. We're gonna see how that works out. Um, uh, but regardless of that, both of those guys will be starters in your uh, Eastern Conference front court along with Jason Tatum, looks like Jason Tatum has a 200,000-point uh, lead over Joel Embiid. Who knows what can happen in the next two days? But I think it's pretty much going to play out the way it is. I think it's going to be Giannis, uh, KD, Tatum. Those three guys are going to be your starters in the East, your guards. Uh, much more of a space between those two guys and the guys behind them. The two leaders are Kyrie Irving and Donovan Mitchell. Very solid uh, backcourt for the Eastern Conference. Jalen Brown is coming in behind those guys. Uh, with uh, 2 million votes. Um, over out west, LeBron James is the overall uh, vote leader with 6.5 million votes. Totally not surprised to see that, especially right. in the year he's chasing history. 6.5 million votes for LeBron James. Uh, Nikola Jokic, 4.7. AD, 3.8. Hopefully he won't play. Uh, Zion Williamson at 3.7. He's fourth. Uh, can't see how he's voted in as a, as an all-star with his uh injury situation and the amount of games he's missed i can't see how the coaches vote him in in the guards like we talked about steph curry uh 5.1 million luca 4.9 and they're way ahead of john Morant. john moran has 1.9 he's 3 million votes behind Luka Doncic. um i'll throw this out to you jason smith i'll throw out as you know the starters Get the first picks. When they pick the team, you have to pick the starters first. You can't pick a reserve guy. You have to pick all get, get all of your starters out of the way before either. We're going to say Giannis and LeBron. They When they make their picks, they got to get the 10 starters out of the way first. I'll throw out some other guys that are reserves, looking to be reserves. I'm going to take Zion out because I don't think he's going to be voted to the All-Star game if he's not voted in as a starter because of the games he's missed. I'm going to take Andrew Wiggins out. I'm um, just going to throw out some names. Paul George is probably going to make the All Star team. Laurie Markenen will probably make it. Uh, John ja Morant, Shai Gilges Alexander, both probably make it. Um, Joel Embiid, Pascal Siakam, Jimmy Butler, maybe. Um, Jalen Brown, James Harden, DeRozan, and Trey Young. Those are guys I'm just looking at rough names, just voting wise. Who gets, who will be? The first reserve player
1: picked. I see what you. Oscar. It's gonna be Ja. Yeah, will be Ja. May. If if he's healthy enough, maybe Donovan Mitchell over Ja. But no, I no. don't.
0: He's gonna start. He's gonna he's gonna be Eastern Conference starter.
1: Oh, he's one of the two leading yeah. guards. Okay. Yeah.
0: So you're looking at Jalen Brown is, is number no, three. No, no, no.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. yeah. I mean, be one.
0: And will there's go no before Embiid, though. Would Ja go before Embiid?
1: Yeah, and there's no way Brown could catch Donovan Mitchell. Uh, Yes, I believe John Moran will yeah. go for Embiid. He's going to be – look, I mean, John Moran was second team All-NBA last year. He was a starter in this game. There's yeah. no way he's going to be picked third or fourth on the list of reserves. He'll be oh, the top.
0: Oh, here's another thing to look be, at. I just thought about this. If KD can't play, if he got voted in – let me see. If he, was all, if he was all-time vote-getter, he would be the captain. So he'd be picking teams, but he wouldn't be playing. Isn't it, Wasn't that
1: the case last year?
0: Yeah, he he was he was the vote leader over there, so he picked, but he, he picked didn't play.
1: Team, but he didn't play, correct?
0: But this year he won't pick because he's not the vote leader. So he probably won't st- he won't be listed as a starter either. You get what I'm saying? So it'll be Giannis, Tatum, and Embiid. All three of those guys are going to get in. So yeah, Ja's going to be number one. He'll be the number one. He'll be the first non starter pick for sure. KD can't pass Giannis? He could, but I'm hoping he don't, man. Because last year, because KD picked Ja, and KD wasn't even playing. So they made KD's team that much worse. Mm-hmm. You get you know what I'm saying? Because KD wasn't even playing, but he picked Ja. No, you're right. I'll get yeah. that part. And I want Ja to be on a team where he's the only point guard in, in, in the lineup. Last year, it was him and Trey Young in the same backcourt. Right. And Ja had to play off of Trey Young for some reason, but.
1: No, I'm, I, I, no, I'm with you on that logic. That make, that makes sense to me. I don't yeah. listen. I, he's gonna put on more of a show from the spot from the reserve role than he did last year. I guarantee you that. I
0: think he will. Yeah, for sure. One, they weren't
1: won, gonna let a rookie shine in the first. Yeah, play.
0: man, it was a little politics. Look like Ja kind of spoke on the politics a little bit. I think this year, I, I would not be surprised to see Ja lose his mind in this type of game.
1: Mm-hmm. We said
0: that last year, and he didn't do much of nothing, but. See, a I guy, I, I think
1: he's going to play angry and, like, yeah. put up, you know, put you
0: remember, up. Remember once the rest we the would play, get in the all-star game and treat like a real game? <laughs> you remember that?
1: Oh, I mean, Jock I, I, I could feel somewhat disrespected, saying, because if you look at the yeah. overall, if you I know, I know you make a great point about why he doesn't have as many votes as last year, and I think that's spot on. But to yeah. that point, he's 15th or 16th, 16th, 17th overall. Yeah. Like, the fact that he's that low. So you already know the man's going to go in there motivated, looking to tear the goal down.
0: Do you think they need to do any other changes?
1: Oh man, they need to change the whole voting process. As far as I'm concerned, to it's gonna get too hard. To, it to it is too convoluted, Saint. I, I, yeah. I, I can spend. So it feels like every year I have to, I have to study again on the process. Yeah. No man, and I, and I can put some time into, but by the next year, I've forgotten it again. Or they've changed something like you're talking about with the hashtag thing on the voting, and or and now I got to log in. You know, like it's changing. So it's just right. the whole process is too convoluted. It's right. ridiculous
0: because you vote for your team and it tells you, yeah, go ahead and log in. And it's like, man, crap, man. No,
1: nah, that conspiracy. They, they,
0: it's like, why do y'all want my information? In the NBA they have made
1: it way too complicated on yeah. on this whole thing, and 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 I would I would look at an overhaul, but um, you know, I, I don't know. NBA seems to like what it's doing right now.
0: Yeah, it does seem super complicated for sure. But yeah. Jason, I'll tell you something that's not complicated. Something that's that? That not complicated is continuing to listen to this podcast. Please we try do. to make it as simple for you guys as possible. If you subscribe, I think I think you get a notification, right? I know if you do on an on Apple Podcast, you get a notification when we drop a new pod. But I know you probably can go into it, however you're listening to podcasts, and put in notifications to let you know when we drop a pod. The one we're dropping tonight, we're recording tonight, will be out very soon. Shout out to our super producer, Drew Barrett. Shout out, Drew. To uh, get those out for you guys. We keep it easy for you. You ain't got to log in, except for on the Odyssey app, but it's all good. Just go ahead and sign up for it. Listen to us uh, at your leisure. Share us to all your friends. Post us on Facebook. When people go into the comments, arguing about things uh, on your your local news publications, drop that grind season podcast in there to change the uh, the morale Damn. of the whole situation. I like but we appreciate you guys. We're getting ready for a big five game road trip. We're in the middle of an 11 game winning streak. Yeah, You hear this is probably will be game day on Friday when the Grizzlies get ready to take on the Los Angeles Lakers and the Wash King himself, LeBron James. <laughs> I'm predicting a win. I'm predicting number 12, Uh a franchise uh record, 12 game winning streak. I'm predicting that for tomorrow, it's going to be exciting times here in the city. Like they say, like John Random say, there's a parade in my city. Yeah. We're going to have one one day, same. One day. One day. Maybe sooner than we think. Maybe a few months from now. And I told y'all what's going down, if that happens. I had to make some changes uh, to that. I had to make some alterations to that. But still, regardless, your Memphis Grizzlies is looking good. We thank you guys for rocking with us uh, twice a week here and continue to do so. We'll see you guys next time. And keep grinding.